I love writing. And when you write, you, you know, your the words are your paints. And, and when you're doing that in a story form, that's one way. But when you're doing it with a song, that's another way. And I, I love doing that. That was SF Chronicle reporter Kevin Fagan. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Welcome to episode 13, part two. Kevin has always loved covering homeless people. In 2016, around the time of Super Bowl 50, he and photographer Leah Suzuki went and met several of the homeless people that the football game had displaced to Division Street. In this episode, Kevin will talk about one of them, Kathy Gray, a transgender army veteran. Today's episode is all about Kathy's journey. Check back Thursday for part three. Here's Kevin. San Francisco, a lot of the most interesting stuff I've done here has been around homelessness. I think to me, because it cuts right to my heart. Uh, I've known poverty. I've lived in poverty myself. And so I feel that uh, as journalists, you're supposed to, you know, this old saying, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comforted. I dig that. It makes sense. Because uh, people who have no money have no voice. And so I spend a lot of time talking with people. I'd rather hang out with homeless people than politicians, even though there are some good ones. Yeah, but uh, the, the, I think the latest period of my homeless coverage began in 2003 when uh, our editors decided to put me and Brant Ward, this photographer, on the street to, for to find out what was going on with homelessness. We had a guy, great managing editor, Robert Rosenthal, called Rosie, who came from Philadelphia, and he was shocked at what he saw. So he said, put some guys out there to figure it out. So we lived on the streets for six months, and it was a lot of fun uh, in a journalistic sense of the word. Um, we got to know him. Sure, yeah, immersive. Uh, and... and Ever since, uh, you know, I've, I've found it really interesting and important to hang out with people. Uh, there's a ton of characters that, that just come to mind. Over the last, about a year and a half ago or so, uh, I did a story on the, when the Super Bowl was happening. Uh, actually, it's almost two years ago now. It is, yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh-huh. And it was in the run-up to the, to the Super Bowl. They, we decided to take a good hard look at the biggest camp. There was uh, yeah. marked change, right? There was. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, what they did is they, over the Embarcadero at the foot of Market Street, uh, they built a little Super Bowl city. So in building the city, tons of homeless people got kind of displaced. And... The, the, the going narrative was that they were getting chased out by cops with guns and, you know, being really heavy-handed. Uh, I found that, because I knew a lot of the guys who were sleeping out there, they don't want to hang out at some Super Bowl city. <laughs> There's lots of guards, Homeland Security with uh, uh, assault rifles. Not a friendly place. So they, they, they migrated. They moved. Uh, just like gentrification has been moving everyone. And so... Uh, went to Leah Suzuki and I went to go heavy at the camp situation about then because Brant retired uh, right around just uh, just before that. I did, yeah. I was twinned up with Brant for more than a decade, and Leah 
uh, is the one I do a lot of my homeless stuff with now. She's a wonderful photographer. Leah oh. Suzuki. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Been here forever. She's wonderful. Uh, she and I first did a story in 94 where we hung out for six months with a 13-year-old kid to profile his uh, uh, transition into adulthood. Uh, so she, so I, you know, you, you hang out with someone that intimately for six months, you get to know what they're doing and they know what you're doing. So I love working with her. And we went and spent a lot of time at the Division Street camp, uh, which uh, over, oh, south, way south of Market, uh, along where Van Ness meets Highway 101. The biggest camp in the city's history. It's about 350 people uh, camped there. And Lee and I just kind of dug in and, and saw, uh, you know, the, the, the whole range of oddball behavior that you get when you hang out with really dysfunctional homeless people. It was all in one concentrated pot right there. Uh, people camping on the traffic medians, screaming at the traffic and stripping naked and throwing food all over themselves. It was, uh, it, it, it's crazy behavior. You're not supposed to use the word crazy, but it's crazy behavior. And it's, it's interesting spending time with that because, you know, I've been chased by guys with knives and guns and uh, homeless people screaming and threatening to do stuff to me. And just in front of the Chronicle here a few weeks ago, a homeless guy attacked me, hit me upside the head. Randomly, he was, it, he was mentally ill. Uh, and what, the thing for me is you just have to understand that this is the mental illness and the drugs behaving and talking and not the real person because everyone inside is really beautiful, I believe. And one of my favorite characters is a, a transgender woman named Kathy that Leah and I got to know really well. Uh, and she was transitioning and still is transitioning but uh, an army vet sleeping in a tent and this wiry, really uh, wry humor uh, person who, uh, uh, what I like is when you can have a conversation with someone and they don't fart around. They just cut right to the chase. Because I don't like, I don't like, you know, pussyfooting or sugarcoating anything. I, I'm pretty direct. It's like when you're talking to people, like Kathy, the, the, the transgender gal uh, uh, that Lee and I did quite a bit of work with uh, uh, on Division Street. She, uh, she, like most chronically homeless people, had a great bullshit detector. So you show up, and it's raining. You stick your head in the tent, say, hey, you want to talk? Usually the first answer is fuck off, uh, which I respect because, you know, you're doing your thing. You don't know if someone's going to mess with you and steal your stuff. Uh, but you got to hang with it, and and you learn how to take no, and uh, and move forward. It's I, I, I like that. With Kathy, uh, you know, she was doing dope, and she was in a real crisis, sleeping in some soggy tent. Guys would come in and try to beat her up. She's pretty tough, and I like that a lot. Um, and we followed, we've followed her for a couple of years now. Uh, really, Still Lee and I. Yeah, okay. yeah, we did a. We, what we did is uh, Lee and I followed about a half a dozen people who were camping at Division Street, and then we showed where they went six months later, uh, and then a year later. Uh, we're still kind of planning to see what happens to show who gets housed, who winds up right back where they were, who winds up in prison, 
Because when you're chronically homeless, and the chronically homeless are the ones that I spend the most time on, and those are the most severely messed up folks who are in the street for a year or more, uh, there's not a whole lot of happy pathways for them unless there's big government intervention. And with Kathy, she got housed in a, uh, uh, in a supportive housing complex and was great. And now she's hoping to get married sometime. She wants Leah and me to be bridesmaids. Uh, I'm happy. They'll be good. Uh, that's that's a, that's a lot happier result than what I usually see. Thursday's episode, part three, will be about another homeless woman Kevin met through his work on the streets. That podcast will include a song that Kevin dedicated to her. Remember to follow Storied San Francisco on Twitter and Instagram at StoriedSF. If you're looking for us on Facebook, find the page at Storied San Francisco. Our website is storiedsf.com, and there are some really awesome photos of Kevin that Michelle Kilfeather took. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Music for the podcast is by Joe Begale. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.